Father, we thank you for your word for us today, for your word in this house. Thank you, Father, for your anointing on your handmaiden. Thank you, Lord, <laughs> that she belongs to you and that you minister to her and you minister through her. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing that resides upon her. Thank you, mighty God, for anointing our ears and our hearts to receive what you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. This, this, this really is more of a teaching, but I'm going to tell you it's an important one. And I know that I have been praying, intercessors, pray that they can get it and that they'll get it down in their spirit and not let the I bind every lie of the enemy that would try to come against the church. What I'm getting ready to share has nothing to do with anybody that's here. Let me tell you that up front. Okay? The title is, and you've got to hear this from beginning to end, okay? Only do it for the Lord. That's the title. And I can tell you, I'm going to tell you up front, everything I'm sharing, I knew, but for a moment I forgot. How many of you know there's moments we forget what the Lord has told us, what we should be standing on, what we believe? I'm sharing what's on my heart today. How many of you realize that we're all still learning? And the week before last, I had an experience in the ministry that nobody wants to go through. But though through it, the Holy Spirit was reminding me of something so powerful that I pray I never let, that he never lets me forever forget again. And I felt that there were some of you Miss Yvonne, that needed to hear what I was reminded of. This is especially vital for the fivefold ministers, but also true for every believer that is serving God. Y'all realize that in ministry we deal with a lot, and it's a teaching, so I'm not going to get away from my notes. Well, unless the Holy, Sp Holy Spirit comes upon me. He's on me, okay? But I'm just saying... If he wants to add anything, of course he can. He has liberty to do whatever he wants to do through me. Y'all realize that in ministry we deal with a lot of different situations in people's lives that only, capital letters, God can do anything about. But the enemy knows how to manipulate us into thinking we have to do it. We do our best, but if we're not careful, it can drain us and leave us frustrated, discouraged, and feeling like we failed when things don't turn out the way we want them to, it's especially difficult when it's with relationships that we love and care about, and especially if they're lost. I shared recently how sad that there's four to 5,000 pastors leaving the ministry every year. But also believers are getting frustrated, disappointed, and upset with their families, their friends, their co-workers that they are trying to minister to that that they aren't listening, and it can cause you to lose your focus on God, and in some cases can cause you to walk away from serving God because you aren't seeing the fruit of your efforts. How many of you know that the enemy knows how to pull you into situations that you want to be, that will pull you in, uh, 
situations that you want to be able to do something to help, but it's just a distraction and a situation that leaves you feeling the way I described. Because those you were ministering to weren't interested in hearing what you have to say or even care what will happen to them if they don't change. Come on, how many of you would say, Pastor, I know people like that. I had never gone through anything quite like this experience when I got a call from someone that was sharing what appeared to be a life and death situation. I'm going to tell you up front, I'm not going into the details. There was a lot that happened in this situation. And that's not the issue. Y'all can relate. I was no, it was no one in our church family. After trying to talk to them, they hung up on me, and there was an immediate reaction of panic. I would call it attack from the enemy to bring fear about what they were going to do to themselves. Goodness, I had just preached on focusing on God, but I found how easy it was to distract me by getting a call like that. All I knew to do is what I needed to do, and that was to pray. And I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit helped me to do what I needed to do that night. The next morning, after being up all night praying and interceding and concerned, they call me like nothing had ever happened the night before. And here I'm saying, I spent the night concerned and praying and asking for wisdom and that I don't want to miss it or to feel the way that I did after they hung up on me. And I know that you know what I'm talking about, especially if you are a person who ministering to is lost and on their way to hell. My prayer for wisdom and help was heard, and he answered me loud and clear. The very next morning, I went to Facebook, to which I often do when somebody's birthday, so I want to put on there a happy birthday. Y'all know that. And what popped up was a one-minute video from Dr. Kayan Bridges, who I hadn't seen on my page in a very, very long time. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is so good. And the minute... I, the minute you know how sometimes you go on to a, a video, it automatically comes on, okay? And what he was sharing was like the Holy Spirit answering my prayer the night before, and he was speaking directly to me. Here's exactly what he said. And again, I've known this. But for that particular moment in time, I forgot. He said, I'm quoting him exactly, listen. Okay, I'm listening. Stop pouring into the wrong people. Many of you are frustrated, angry, and annoyed because you're pouring into the wrong people. Jesus said, you can't put new wine into old wineskin, else the wineskin will burst and you will waste the wine. Stop wasting your oil or wine. Pour it into the right cup. That's all he said. But then he made a mention that there was a time in ministry where he, he said he quit. Well, that got my attention. And so I went to find the video he was talking about that shared what he did. And he uh, began to share that 
He shared the very same thing that I've shared about four or 5,000 pastors leaving the ministry every year and explained what happened to him to keep him from leaving. But actually, he, he described the fact that he was in ministry, but he actually left. He didn't want to minister to anybody anymore. How many of you know that that ha- can happen? As he began to seek the Lord for help, here's what he shared that the Lord told him that just leaped into my spirit with a new perspective and revelation. Again, it's not something I didn't know, but something happened to give me a revelation about this. It is not like I hadn't heard it or even knew it before, but, was, but it was a, the answer to what I needed in reference to what I had just been through, and it was different. He said, the Lord told him, you're supposed to listen to this if you don't hear anything else I say. He said, the Lord told him, you're supposed to do everything you do for me, not for you and not for the people. This reminded me of the scripture in Colossians 3.23 that said, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. The Amplified Version says, whatever you do, whatever you task may be, work from the soul that is put in you your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men. Please hear what I'm saying to you this morning. Like I said, I knew this scripture, but this reminder in the context of what I had just gone through actually impacted me, and it set me free. I just preached on broken focus, and this experience was a practical illustration to me on how the enemy will try to attack me, to discourage me, and to try to get me to quit. And you too. Lord, I thank you for reminding them of situations where they got discouraged and even were thinking about quitting. It's important for us to understand that in every situation that we face, that when ministering to others, that we need to stay focused on why we're doing it and what we are doing. It is not for the people you're ministering to. Yes, we want to see people saved and set free. But what we're doing is for God and what God wants done in those situations. He wants to see people reconciled back to himself. He knows when and how to do that. And when we do what he leads us to do by his Holy Spirit, then no matter what happens, the results are in his hands and not ours. This is a very important situation right here. Because of what I was going through that night, thinking, what if I missed it? What if I didn't do this or I should have done that? It was 11 o'clock at night, and they wanted me to come in my car across to the, where they were. And I didn't go. But what I'm saying is, if something had happened that night, if somebody had died that night, it wasn't supposed to be on me. If I did everything he told me to do, and they still did something like that, then it's on him. Do you see the difference? This set me free from becoming disappointed, frustrated, and especially avoiding burnout by doing ministry and not seeing the results that I want to see. 
It's not about what I want. Not what I want is bad. But if it's not what God wants in that situation, we need to do what God wants us to do. This is why so many leave the ministry, because it's not about us or them. It's about him. He went on to share. Now, this part, you're all going to have to really bear with me. He went on to share the scripture, which sounds really hard, but he's not talking about those that are saved. Hang in there, and I'll just explain things. The Amplified of Matthew 7, 6. Go ahead and put the King James Version. I think Sean said you couldn't put up the Amplified. Okay. Do not give which is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before pigs. For they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. That part I want you to really remember. Because if you're doing something on your own and you're sharing holy things with wicked and evil people, and it wasn't what God wanted you to do, that circumstance and that situation will be turned around and tear you to pieces like it was tearing me to pieces that night. The King James Version is where we all know the familiar saying not to cast the, your pearls before swine. What Jesus is teaching his disciples in this verse is not to waste good things and holy things on people who will not appreciate them. That they, are dis, that, are, we are to dis, that they were to discern, he's telling his disciples, you're to discern who they are to correct. They should not correct people who are like dogs and swine, people who are unwilling to receive correction, who aren't listening and who will respond with hostility and leave them discouraged and drained with no fruitful result and, may, and feeling like quitting. What is meant by dog and swine is that the dog does not refer to your family pet. It was a wild scavenger dog that ran in packs and was a menace to the livestock. Hold on, I just lost my place. I don't know what I did here. Okay. Okay. Devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. This is going to go forth in Jesus' name. What is meant by dogs and swine is not the dog referred to as your pet. It was the wild scavenger dog that ran in packs, was a menace to livestock, more like a coyote. The swine also stood for those things that were unclean. Jesus is using this example of sharing holy things with dogs and swine because they cannot appreciate the holy principles. And this verse implies that there is even some class of human beings who cannot either, nor do they want to. Pearls are formed from brokenness and suffering, symbolizing the perfection of the kingdom of heaven. For no one can enter into the celestial city without first walking through its pearly gates. Revelation 21, 21. And the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every, sev every several gates was of one pearl, and the streets of the city were pure gold, and it was transparent glass. Pearl means it's a hard, lustrous mass, typically white or gray, formed within the shell of a pearl or oyster and highly prized as a gem. A person that, of things of great rarity and worth. Casting your pearls before swine is offering valuable things to people who do not appreciate them or even want them. 
to thrust the most sacred and precious teachings of the gospel upon the most wicked and evil men who don't want them will only leave you disappointed when you focus when your focus are on the results you want and not what God's purpose was if he had you to share with them. I am not saying, now you need to hear this, I am not saying that we're to stop praying for, caring about, or loving people we're trying to minister to to see them saved. But if you are doing everything according to God's will and purpose in their lives, then we need to let the Holy Spirit lead us on what and how he wants to have us do this. He may have you share the word of God with them or just show them the love of God or just spend time with them, listening to them. But there will be times he will just want you to pray for them. And again, when you're doing what you do for him, the results are in his hands and it's for his glory. Are y'all getting this? You understanding the perspective? And the change of understanding, no matter whether it's your children, your family, your friends, people you know that you care about, workers, everything we do as ministers is supposed to be done in the spirit realm and by the leadership of the spirit to accomplish his will and his purpose. And it has nothing to do with us. We're just a yielded vessel that he's flowing through to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in that situation or circumstance. There's things going on in people's lives that you have no idea are even going on, but the Holy Spirit does. And you may speak something you don't even understand how it relates to that person, but he does. I already said it. God's been working behind the scenes. And it's going to be his will his way, and his timing on when it manifests. And you have to trust him. And you have to know he's faithful. He loves them more than you do. If we're diligent to minister this way, we will not get to a place where we're frustrated, disappointed, burned out, and wanting to give up and quit. There's been only one time in the ministry, in my ministry, where I wanted to quit. Early on, after Pastor Don and I married, and things were insane at church. People were just crazy, doing stupid stuff. Still happening today, not in our church, but in the body of Christ. There's stupid stuff happening in the body of Christ. With leaders, it's so grievous. My God, I'm not even going to go there. But I don't know what had happened, and I remember, I remember, Jamie, I remember where I was in that house, in the bed. And Dad's standing over me saying, come on, we got to get up, go to church. I'm, I'm not going, I'm quitting. I'm done, I've had it. This is crazy. I don't think you were home, I don't. It was a beautiful sunny day, just like today. Beautiful sunny day. And after I said that, a bolt of thunder and lightning struck that house, shook the house. And I'm telling you what, the fear of God came on me in such a way, I will never quit again. I'm telling you the truth, John. Okay, I'm getting up. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm leaving. I'm going to the church. 
He knew my heart, even though my actions weren't showing. But he has a way of bringing out what needs to be brought out in us. Amen? You say, why am I going through this? Because he's trying to teach you something. He's trying to bring you to that place you need to be to understand what he wants. When you make a commitment, let me tell you something. If you've made a commitment to God, and all my fivefold ministers have done that, you've made a commitment to serve God with all that's within you. Stop complaining with what you're going through. Because everything we're going through, even I, God dealt with me. He's going to deal with you. There's things he wants us to get a hold of and to understand so that we won't miss it when it's important. When a move of God starts in this church, I don't ever want it to stop like it did in the past. But the only way that it won't stop is if he trains us and he prepares us. He lets us know what's coming that the enemy will try to throw at us to keep us from fulfilling the destiny and the purpose and the vision of this ministry. And this ministry will go on long after I'm gone, just like it's continued to go on after Pastor Don passed. It shall be done. If we get a hold of what he's teaching us, and the rest of you leaders are learning and getting a hold of it as well, the enemy can't stop what God wants. you got to know that. Whatever God has said and whatever he's promised, no matter what it looks like, no matter what he's throwing at you to make you think it's not going to happen, the devil is a liar. It's going to happen in his timing, in his way, and taking you through tests to prepare you so that you don't miss it when you're in the midst of it. Because if we're in the midst of what God's calling this church to do, none of this is in my notes. If we're in the midst of it, and we all get a hold of the lessons that we've learned through all that we've been going through. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. We're going to know that no matter what's going on in the church, we're going to keep on keeping on, doing what God wants us to do, how he wants us to do it. We don't care who comes. We don't care who goes. We don't care what's being said about us. Do you understand what I'm telling you? I'm also not saying that we shouldn't be preaching and sharing the gospel. We just need to be led by the Holy Ghost, what to share and with who. No more and no less. It's not about you. It's not about, I knew a person one time, and it was like they were considered, a, they considered themselves an evangelist, and they were just going out and getting people saved, getting people saved, but it was all about putting that notch in their belt. You hear what I'm saying? They were doing it for themselves and not for God. That's not my notes either. And sometimes all he will want you to do is to pray for them and be an example of God's love towards them. Knowing when to step back requires ability and discernment from the Holy Spirit to separate the dogs and the swine from the lost sheep looking for a shepherd and to know who are really serious about wanting to be saved. When I have a person over here and a person over here, this person is draining me because they're just after what I can do for them, what I can give to them, what, you know, they just want to keep me occupied in their baloney. 
We could say something else, but I'm going to be nice. Or we can have the discernment of the Holy Spirit who says you're, t- you're casting your pearls before swine and this person over here is sincere and they're in a serious situation that if you'll minister to them, they'll get set free and delivered. But you're so occupied wasting your time with this person that this person's not getting ministered to. That, again, it's in my notes. Sometimes you may begin sharing with someone the word, and you know if they are receiving or interested, and pretty quickly you will know they are putting up a real fight, even when your points are reasonable and your manners are gracious. Sometimes a person's impulse to resist is so strong, he'll get verbally abusive. This is what the verse meant about tearing, turning and tearing you to pieces. If you're ministering, God doesn't want you to come out of that situation feeling like you just got beat up or that you were abused, used. So let everything you say and do be for the Lord and be led by the Holy Spirit to keep you from becoming frustrated, disappointed, and feeling like you failed. Boy, he uses that one up all the time. You feel like such a failure. You feel like you really missed it. So maybe you ought to just quit. The devil is a liar. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm believing you all get, are getting this. Amen? We'll talk a little bit more after we go offline. But let me conclude this message with a prophetic word that I read this week, and I felt like I needed to share it this morning. This is by Jennifer LeClaire, and she is a prophetess. And she said, turn a deaf ear to the enemy. Many believers are dull of hearing God's voice. They say they can't hear God's voice. Sometimes that's because they are listening to the enemy, the loudmouth spirit that's drowning out God's still small voice in their lives. We must turn a deaf ear to the enemy and speak out what God says about us. We need to re-prophesy the promises. We need to cast down the demonic imaginations. We need to learn, lean on the chest of Jesus and listen to his heartbeat. Yes, amen. It's absolutely vital to hear God's voice these days and every day to accomplish his will and his purpose without hindrances and distractions from the enemy that spends all of his time trying to discourage you, frustrate you, and wants you to give up and quit. Declare no matter what, I'm not quitting or even giving up on serving God. Is that a good declaration? Holy Spirit, I thank you this morning that you've made this message very clear to us. And we're asking you to help us, help us in every area of us ministering to others, how you would have us to minister to them, or even if you want me or us to minister to them. How to, how to deal with people who come to us that we know are going to be a, a person that's going to be draining us and causing us such grief and disappointment. Those days are over in Jesus' name. I declare that we are going to see fruit and we're going to be excited about what you're doing and how you're doing it. 
through us as we yield to you and allow you to use us in the way you want to use us for your glory and for your results to be happening. And we give you all the glory, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for this message because I can tell you the enemy really fought me about not sharing it. But I thank you it's done, and it will accomplish what your will and purpose was in my sharing this in Jesus' name. And if you're online and you've never given your life to the Lord, that's the greatest miracle of all. These are days where we need him, and we can't do anything apart from him. It is as simple as just confessing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he came and he died on a cross for us, and that he shed his precious blood to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to cleanse you. And then ask him to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life. And it's not just a prayer that you pray to stay out of hell. You need to make him the Lord of your life so that you can live this life. You want to have heaven on earth? Bring him into your life in Jesus' name. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.